Yo, how are ya? This is Aiden Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday, twenty seventh of August, two thousand and nineteen, and it is done. It's done, man. The fringe is done. I'm recording this on Monday again. I got a lot of travel to do tomorrow, so I won't be able to do it. But oh, it's done, man. Look. Before I go any further, actually, today I'm going to do... I've got another interview uh, coming up. I've just spoken to uh, my good friend, Robin Perkins, who went to Harvard. And we're going to talk about that. But I just want to recap my week real quick. I don't feel... uh, Last year at the end of the Fringe, I remember feeling like I could fucking go another week, I reckon. I even maybe on this podcast... Called people who wouldn't go another week pussies and cowards. I might have done that. I almost definitely did that. <coughs> uh, and and this year, I don't know whether it's doing more shots. I did 177. 177 spots and shows. Not including uh, judging the gong or judging roast battle. Pete Jones ruled that those do not count as shows. Um, so 177 besides that. Kyle Legacy, huge congratulations to, to Kyle Legacy. 230 spots for the Fringe, beating the previous record by 15. 230 in 25 days, which is over nine a day for, for almost a month. My 177 is seven a day. Um... And I'm on fucking 480-something for the year. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this year, dude, no fucking way would I do another week. I, I Actually, look, now I feel like I miss it, but I'm glad that it's... Uh, yesterday, though, maybe now because there's nothing on today, I'm like, give me a few days rest and I could go again. But um, yesterday, man, I was just so excited to be done. I... Um, I did my last show, and uh, and that's the last time I'm ever, I think, ever going to perform 52 days, that show. <clears throat> and I did the, uh, I did the cards, I, you know, did the show, whatever, it was a great show, full room, lovely turnout, good, generous people giving a lot of money in the bucket, which was nice, and uh, at the end of the show, some of the people were like, because I told them that was my last show, and they were very sweet about it, they were like, oh, if that was your last show... Can we keep our our cards? I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Keep your fucking cards. Um, So I don't don't have a full deck of cards anymore, but I don't know what I'll do with those. Probably throw them into the fucking sea. Who cares? Um, And then I I went and had dinner with my friends um, and then went to the gong show. Me and my boy, Luca Muller, took MDMA at the start of the gong show. And uh, I've been telling people all week that that's what we were going to do. And then we did it. And fuck, that show was so much fun. I did, genuinely did come up during the show, which was great. After a whole month of mu- uh, no drinking during the Fringe, no drugs. I didn't do drugs once during the Fringe. I fucking smoked about 2,000 cigarettes, I reckon, over the course of the month. Listen to my voice. I think this is just how I speak now. I think this is it. I saw someone that I hadn't seen in a while and they were like, what's up with your voice? And I was like, dude, I think this is what I sound like now. (laughs) I think time has withered my once beautiful vocal cords and this is just my fucking speaking voice now. I'm done. It's over. 
No more high C's for me. La, 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 la. <laughs> um, that, that actually bummed me out because someone else even, I think whoever it was, I can't remember who the fuck it was, and they tried to kind of backpedal a bit. It was Matt Hutchinson is who it was, and he's a doctor. Um, he goes, uh, oh, you, well, you sound a little bit sick. And I was like, oh, and he went, oh, you know, even maybe more than your normal uh, husky, husky tone. I think he tried to put a little bit of like, yeah, that's you, bro. <laughs> I was like, it's all right, man. You can just tell me that my voice sounds like shit. <laughs> this, this is what it always sounds like now. Oh, imagine if I lost my voice. That would cripple me and and, and have to make me change the whole course of my life, wouldn't it? Maybe I'll just contemplate that for a bit. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The, uh, oh, dude, there was this fucking guy. I was in the pub watching Spurs on Sunday, which, look, I don't want to talk about how that fucking game went, all right? But I was in the pub and... uh, if you tell me if you think this is weird. I'm in the pub with my mate and uh, another dude, an older guy who's like a, a, the dad of a comedian and he supports Spurs as well. So we're in there and I'm telling my mate like, oh, you know, what plans have you got for the last night? And I go, oh, dude, I'm so excited. The last show, my mate's gong show and, uh, and we're going to take MDMA before the show and, and come up during the show. And then this older guy who must be in his 60s or so, Next to us just goes, um, you know what I do for a living, right? And I immediately, I re- I've met him once before and I guess someone had told me that he was a cop. And so I was like, oh, you're a police officer, aren't you? And he goes, yep. And I'm like, well, all right. So, whoops, sorry. What, like, why does he care? I'm having a conversation with someone and it's like, it's, I don't know, dude, should I be more, should I be more subtle with the way that I talk about things? Because he was sitting next to us, but like, if it's just a random person, should I be trying to hide the fact that I casually, like, like maybe a, maybe a handful of times a year, take MDMA, you know? Maybe, uh, maybe a dozen, let's be a bit more generous with it. Maybe a dozen times a year, I'll do either MDMA or Coke, you know? Should I be trying to hide that from people? Is that something that I shouldn't be bandying around? Who fucking cares? I feel like if someone has a real serious problem with that, then that's not someone that I fucking want to be hanging around with. And if you're a cop and you're off duty in the pub watching football with some fucking dudes, surely you're going to be ready for that. And I don't even think he actually did care. I think he was trying to pull some ego bullshit on me. I'm a cop. I could arrest you. All right, well then fucking arrest me, dude. If you're going to arrest me for saying that I'm going to take drugs later. Ugh. What's fucking, what have you got missing in your life that that's what you need to do? If you really take your job that seriously, do you? Then why, then fucking be on duty now or just don't, you know? I think that is, that's the worst kind of cop. That's the kind of cop that people hate. That's the kind of cop that people, that give cops a bad name is some dude who's just like, when it suits him, when when he's ready to feel like a big man again, he'll be like, oh, I'm a cop, I could arrest you. It's like, well, are you gonna? No, so shut the fuck up. And just let me talk about fucking my private life with my mates. I'm not fucking hurting anyone. I bought some MDMA and I want to take it because that's what I'm allowed to do as a fucking grown-up adult. I don't know why that annoyed me so much. It just felt like it was on some big-ass power trip. 
Oh, oh, oh my God. And then, and then, and then, right? He pulled out his wallet and he goes, and he was like, ooh, got a card in his wallet. And he was like, oh, it's a, it's a warrant card, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. So I'm like, oh, give us a look. And he wouldn't let me see. And he was showing it to my mate. And my mate was like, don't worry, man, it's a Nando's card. Or, you know, some bull-. So he didn't even have the card in his wallet. Maybe he was just punking me. Maybe I, got, maybe I didn't understand the joke because he wasn't laughing. And there was no point where he went like, ah, gotcha, I'm, I am a cop, but I don't care. Like, that would have been cool if he was fucking with me and then went, ah, oh, don't worry, man, it's fine. I'm just fucking with you. I'm a cop. I'd be like, oh, cool, fair play. But he never did. And he was kind of a douche to me after that. Ugh, yeah, I didn't like that guy at all. Can you, can you arrest someone as a cop if they say that they don't like you? <laughs> Hey man, I know you're an off-duty cop and this might be illegal, but I think you're a dick. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> I think you're a fucking... I think you're a loser. <laughs> you going to arrest me for saying that you got a small dick? <laughs> I think... That the reason that you need to make me feel small for taking, saying that I'm going to take MDMA in your presence, you need to threaten me with, you, or like pseudo threaten me with the idea that you're going to arrest me, is because your dick is smaller than my little, the nail on my little finger. <laughs> and you're old. <laughs> you fucking old cunt. Nah, you're alright. I don't know what you're probably... Anyway, you go for my football team, so fucking good on you. <laughs> With your fucking Nando's card. Alright. Um, well, look. I've made enough enemies there. Um, what else was there? What did I want to talk about? The gong was sick. Uh, oh, fucking Milo Edwards. Big shout-outs to my boy Milo Edwards for being an absolute fucking legend. At the roast, we did roast battle against each other on Friday night. What a fucking battle, man. Um, and his dad died on the 5th of August. And uh, I spoke about that last week. And this week I did the roast battle against him. Wrote some jokes. I did not pull any punches. And uh, my, my opening line was, um, I'm very scared, genuinely scared to do this battle because Milo's dad died two weeks ago. So if I can't win this, then what the fuck am I doing? Um... There's a few things I want to put at the end of this, actually. What do I want? Maybe I'll put it... Oh, I could put the roast. <clears throat> I'll put the roast. Yeah, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the audio of that roast um, at the end of this episode. After the interview with Robin. This is going to be a long one. Um, yeah. I won't even say anything more about that, actually. What will I say else about the fringe? I made decent money at the end of the day. Made about three thousand seven hundred pounds, uh, not total profit, just gross from the two shows. Last year I made three point one from one show, so not really a great return to be honest. But the flyer thing, having two shows on one flyer, poorly designed, really fucked me. And um, <laughs> thanks to Alex Ward for. <laughs> <laughs> for finally drilling into my head that it's not having two shows on one flyer that's the bad idea. It's that, yes, actually, I just designed them poorly because I'm not a fucking graphic designer. I'm just some idiot with a program. 
I'm sure there's a way. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right, Wardy. You're right. There's absolutely a way that I could have designed it or someone could have designed it to make it better. And I didn't because I'm a fucking idiot. But next year, I'm just going with two flyers, man. My numbers definitely suffered because of that. And other than that, though, I feel great. Both of my show, I mean, yeah, 52 days done. The new show, I think I'm going to call it Taco. I think it's going to be called Aiden Jones. And then the show's going to be called Taco. Maybe Taco, or maybe I was thinking The Luckiest Shade of Brown. That's a fun name for a show, isn't it? The Luckiest Shade of Brown. Because I'm brown, but people don't really see me as brown. Like, I pass as white, but I am brown. If I tell people I'm Colombian, they're like, yeah, we see that. But most of the time, people just think I'm white or Greek. I don't know. I'll probably end up calling it Taco. Who cares, really? Um... Yeah, I think that's it. I'm going to throw over now to the conversation that Robin Perkins and I just had about her going to Harvard. She's really lived an amazing life, to be honest. I mean, who the fuck do you know that's gone to Harvard? That's crazy. And I've never even really talked to her, to her about it. Uh, she says at the start of this interview she doesn't like to brag about it, which is crazy because it's Harvard. Um, but I talked to her about that, about her experiences there, what she studied. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Thank you for listening to this Aiden Jones sitting under a tree and this is Robin Perkins talking about it. Have a good week guys. Ciao. show great you get a charismatic person you're like yeah okay i could listen to them for an hour fine yeah, yeah, yeah. but i mean if you're gonna pay people know who the fuck you are totally yep um all right let's talk about harvard you went to harvard i don't think we've ever spoken about it actually mm, i don't brag about it oh it's weird um i know <laughs> I, I, went to harvard. <laughs> I would never shut up about it oh my god even if i just went like on a tour there I know. I visited. Do you know what's funny, though? Before, so when I got accepted, I was in, because it's in Cambridge, so, like, in Boston, but, like, the north part, and we're there at, like, the Harvard gift shop, because it's Uh a very American thing to have, like, mugs and water bottles and hoodies and stuff like that, and I got a... I got a Harvard sweatshirt. I was with my dad, and uh, the guy at the desk was like, oh, do you go to, do you go to Harvard? And I was like, no, but I will. Because this is like four months before I go. I just hadn't started there. And the guy, just so condescending behind the desk, going, oh, we all will someday. Oh, 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 my God. And it was just such like a, you keep your dreams alive, little girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, how old are you at this point? uh, I must have been 23, 24. Oh, wow. So you went late. Well, I went for grad school. What's that? So, um, but yeah, by the way, at the end of it, I was just like, no, no, I was accepted. I start yeah. in the fall. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah. Do you think that guy went to Harvard? No, no, no. He was no, working no, no, in no. a fucking gift shop. Who yeah. the fuck are you? <laughs> 
fuck off. Be like, oh, someday I'm sure you're yeah, bad. Yeah, great. Um, basically, I, the thing about um, what is frustrating about the education system in the States is that, it, first of all, it's ridiculously expensive. Uh-huh. So expensive. Yeah. So it is to the point where it's like... 25,000 to 40,000 a year to go. Yeah. Um, Fuck. But the thing is, is that it's, I love how in the UK it's not, it is, it's not a requirement. It's like in the States, obviously it's, um, it's more of like an expected thing that you do. In the States. Oh, you have to go to college. Right. To get anywhere, anything. But I know so many people in the UK who are like, all right. Like, when I was 18 and graduated and just trained on the job, and they're yeah, yeah, yeah. way more qualified, way better off because they have that many more years in the work environment. Totally. And, like... Yeah, well, like, uh, in Australia, I think it's the same here, you can drop out of school at 16 and learn a trade, and then by the time you're, like, 19, you're fully qualified as, like, a, a fucking welder or a builder yeah. or whatever, and you didn't even finish high school. But in the States, yeah. not finishing high school is, like... Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it is. And even, like, I mean, a lot of the people where I'm from is, like, you, it's just expected that you go to college. Yeah. And then after you waste four years of your life drinking and learning about philosophy, then you mm. pick out what you actually want to do and go to grad school for Oh, it. my God. So I went, in total, I went to nine years of university. Whoa! Yeah. From 18? Yeah. To 27? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I basically, when I graduated um, from Bates in biology and economics. Bates? That's uh, your college? Yeah, that was my first college. That sounds very, that sounds like, is that a good college? Yeah, it was good. Um, Is that in Massachusetts? Yeah. So they have, like, there's different, like, no, sorry, it's in Maine. Um, There's several different, like, brand, not brand, like, types of colleges. You have, like, the, you know, big universities, like NYU. Then you have the Ivies, like Harvard, Yale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's uh, liberal arts uh, colleges, and those are usually small, under 4,000, but usually around 2,000, 3,000, and they are... Like you, they're not trade specific, and by trade specific, I mean like you wouldn't do, and it's more of like it's not you're like getting where, a bachelor like, of science. Yeah, it's not like this one's go, where you go to be like a mechanical engineer or whatever. Yeah. But there um, are, yeah. So you either yeah you get a bachelor of arts or Very a bachelor of shit. science, yeah. and then you have a major, um, so you have like a subject that you In like politics or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, That's me. Yeah, yeah, nice. I was so I did biology. And uh, economics. And that was a liberal arts college. Yeah. Was it called again? Bates. Bates. That's yeah. that's just such an American name. Yeah. Of a place. So, I went to Bates and Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, graduated from Bates, realizes that I did not want to do biology, uh-huh. and so of course. Oh, so that's why you have all the brain stuff. Yeah. All the neuroscience. Yeah. Right. So, because it was my whole life that I just wanted to do science. I just, yeah. from the age of five, I was like, nope, I'm going to be a marine oh, biologist. Damn. Everything. Like, Sick. everything I did my whole life was yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, when I was in high school, I went to Grand Cayman, did, like, coral reef research. Yeah. Like, again, prepping to be a marine yeah, biologist. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually where I saw my first stand-up show ever, live. Uh-huh. Did I ever tell you this? No. Yeah, my last night in Grand Cayman, I saw Mitch Hedberg live. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. First live stand-up ever. Yeah, and I had no idea at the time that I wanted to be a stand-up at yeah. all. So, but I still remember some of his set list. Yeah. And we're sitting there in like the second or third row at this random club, and we quoted him the entire rest of the trip. What year is this? Like? Um, that would have been... 2000? No, before that, 97, maybe. 
Wow. <laughs> I was six years old in 1997. Wow, that's <laughs> disgusting. Um, no, it, it would have been... No, it would have been 98. Sorry, 98. Yeah, 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 still. yeah. Not that that's a big difference. Uh, but he came out in like a hoodie and uh-huh. like kept his hood up on stage and mm. just completely deadpan just did the drugs. Yeah, and we all were like, Do you think he was acting high or actually high? Or if he was actually high. And yeah. I was like, There's no way he was actually high, but now knowing he probably was actually yeah, yeah, high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, So you did the school trip, you were prepping, you wanted yeah. to be in science. Yeah. And then you get into baits. Was mm-hmm. that hard to get into? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. 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 Do you have to do some tests and shit? How do you get yeah, in? Yeah, so you have that. So the standardized tests in the U, in the U.S. are like SATs to get into uh, college or high or is that high school, and then GREs to get into grad school. I don't uh-huh. know if you need your GREs to get into. Your GREs are to I think GREs are grad school, but basically they're all. Um, it's either two or three sections based out of 800. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it's the SATs, it's 800 for math, 800 for verbal. <clears throat> and then for the GREs, it's analytical is 800, math is 800, yeah. and uh, English and verbal is yeah, 800. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I don't read at all. Um, I just don't. Okay. Like, I listen to, like, all the research I've done for my shows, I've listened to... Like, audiobooks and shit. Audiobooks or lectures, yeah. TED Talks. I, for the 10,000 Decisions, I found a scientist, called her up, and took her out to coffee. And just had a conversation with her. Wow. Because it was like, it's going to be so much faster if I can also... Like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so on all my standardized tests, I would get... Like, I got an 800 in analytical, 800 in math, and then it was like a 520. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like... The cumulative score, I like, I made it into the bracket, really but good. it was like you, yeah, the verbal. I'm like, I can't read. Like, and then know. what's the thing to get into Harvard? Mm. I think that is the jury. So they look at a. So what happened was. Like, after what do you I have looked, to do to get in? All right. So what I had done is, so I knew I wanted to do something more creative, um, and. Basically, I went to Italy. I, I went to a grad. All right, I went to a grad school fair. I was looking at anything from law school to culinary school to yeah. like design school, and I was going to go into graphic design. Found this place in Georgia, and they were like looking through the brochure, and it was like, oh, architecture. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's a perfect combination of math and creativity. Because cool. I always wanted to do something more creative anyway. Like yeah. I did. I also did a lot of pottery. I was a professional potter for a couple of years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like every, <laughs> like for like three or four summers, I would work in a pottery studio, what? just throwing on a wheel and making pottery that was sold. And I'd make these huge bowls that were sold for like sixty quid, sixty bucks. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. You still have any? Yeah, yeah, I have one. I have some in London. I'll show oh, you. Oh yeah, done. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, the big green bowl that's on the cutting thing that rolls out. No. It's like usually got rotten fruit in it. Sick. Um, <laughs> I made that. Yeah, so, great. Yeah. It's like the ruins of a fallen empire. Just yeah. remnants of... <laughs> I used to make bowls and now they're full of old dead fruit because I can't afford to throw it out <laughs> and buy new food. Um, I really want to do it again. So yeah, I want to be more creative. And then I was like, architecture's perfect. I went down to Georgia to have like an interview. Because you have to have an interview to get into most colleges. Mm -hmm. And in the interview, they were like, well, based on your GREs, you'll definitely get in. But like you have to pick 
do you want to major in like either graphic design or architecture? Like sure. you can always trade, but it's better. And so in a split second decision, I was like, uh, architecture. Right? Yeah. And that's just how wow. I decided. And I just stuck with it. They just put you under the pump and you were just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went back to Boston and my sister, I was telling my sister about this and she was like, you know, we're moving from Jersey to Boston to be near you. So going to grad school in Georgia is like not really cool. And so then I, because at that point in time, it was too late to apply to Harvard. I did two years at Boston Architectural College, which is in central Boston. And then I decided I wanted to switch into landscape architecture and urban design and this, it's like, it um, sounds worse than I mentioned. I only applied to Harvard. It was the only school, so which is kind of like, so you, did, I didn't know I was going to get in. Are you I saying just, that you went to Harvard because it was just close to your house? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> well, your yeah, sister, <laughs> you got into some school in Maine, not Maine, where was it? Georgia. Oh, Georgia, yeah. And then your sister was like, we're moving to Boston so we can be near you. And you're like, well, I guess Harvard's kind of near Boston. <laughs> Is Harvard the number one on yeah. the rankings? In yeah, the world? for landscape architecture at the time is number one. It was yeah. number one. Uh, so it's between that and UPenn are the other two. University like, of Pennsylvania. Yeah, their yeah. landscape architecture school is real good. So, wow. But yeah, top one in the world. And so actually, in the world. <laughs> in the world, yeah. But your sister just lived near there. Yeah. With her husband. Yeah. And her kids? No, they weren't born yet. Okay. Yeah. So um, to to apply for so the GSD. So you, yeah. So you did two years of this. You did two years at what some shitty one in in Massachusetts. In Boston as well. In Boston. Yeah. And then I transferred. And then you just what ice all the tests, get really good grades. And, and you do a portfolio transfer. as well. Okay. So you have to submit like some of the stuff you've been doing. And I, um, I knew a well, so like I had a portfolio. The portfolio that I had was all right because uh-huh. uh, at the school I was at. Um, this woman, Martha Schwartz, who is, I mean, at the time was top 10 landscape architects in the world. She yeah. like, did some really amazing stuff in the 70s and 80s and okay. 90s that were very pop uh, landscape architecture. She oh. did, do you know Dublin and all? She did the Opera House in Dublin. Okay, I, I've like, been to Dublin, but I've never been to the Opera House. Yeah. But I'm going to Dublin in September. Nice. I'm going to the Opera House. Yeah, it's, cool. it's got all these like red and green poles and cool okay. water features and stuff. Sick. Um, Anyway, her husband was working at this other school, and so I was in his portfolio class as ah, well. Ah, so. so you had a bit of a connect. Yeah, it probably but helped. he didn't. No, because that wouldn't have. Uh, it wouldn't have helped to do that. Not but, like nepotism-wise, but I mean like yeah. getting taught from a good person in terms yes. of that's her husband. Yeah. Do you think it helped that you went to a? So the the one that you went to in Massachusetts in Boston yeah. was it. You did two years of that, and then did you have to start a degree again yeah, in Harvard? I started over. So you did like a two years to kind of get you up to scratch to where you needed to be. No, because I did architecture. Yeah. In the first school and landscape architecture at the second school. So, but you probably learned some kind of tenets yeah. of architecture and you learned the theory and whatever. Yes. Yeah, because a lot of the people that were coming into the program at Harvard, a lot of them were, had majored in art. So I had like, it was kind of like a crash course in design as well. And just to get that mentality and the other bit, uh, my butt mate, which is what, what you, what? (laughs) Okay. They, I'll tell you, I'll explain it. Did you say butt mate? Butt mate. Yeah. Cause there's a way that. Wait, um, so, <laughs> like, the I, other thing that people don't know about Harvard is you have to share a bot. With yeah, someone. you do. <laughs> I'll explain. I'll save it, explain it later. Uh, but yeah, it. Um, so yeah, she was a horticulturalist, so that also was a background. But yeah, so I got in, 
uh, yeah, started the portfolio and all this stuff. Um, and there are different schools at Harvard as well. So I went to um, the opening speech, the commencement speech for the, and they have for the whole school, and they have different schools. So they have the undergrad, which yeah. is. 18 to 21 year olds yeah and then they have i think it's five different colleges they have a law school uh-huh. med school um a divinity school design school uh there's another really big one that i'm missing Science. uh business school business harvard yeah. business school yeah, yeah. and harvard med more? harvard law i was i was at harvard law yeah so and they have oh my god they're in there's so many i mean all the designers are the poorest of all the harvard graduates like yeah. if you're not making six figures within a year of graduating from harvard law you're like a failure so yeah, yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> and so they have a commencement speech for all of the schools together yeah. i think there is one more who did it thing. um no so that when i graduated um, it was um, I oh my god well, uh, this is so weird we'll open it uh, I will get there because I am why am I blanking on her name she's like the most famous that's sick. oh my god this is like forget I know this is no I'll I mean I can there's a very simple way I can get it um uh oh my god you know when you can't think of something <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 100%. how fucking hungover I am our commencement like graduation speaker was who wrote Harry Potter? Oh. <laughs> why? I know it's so embarrassing. Oh, that's oh my god, so why good. can't I think of our fucking I'm not gonna tell you. Oh my god. Everyone so who's listening to this now knows exactly I'm a who it is. Idiot. Oh my god, I will get it in a second. We're but literally in Edinburgh. I know we are. Um Oh my god. <laughs> it's just gone. I don't know why it's gone. Anyway, uh so the um, Do you want a clue? Yeah, just give me the first letter and I'll J. Um, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. So she cl- she spoke at our commencement speech. Um, but the opening, what's the can not? Yeah, I'm messing up the words. But the opening speech, the first line of the address of yeah. like the starting was, Harvard is a business. Ooh. And yeah. That's what? Who said that? Uh, the I dean? Who was it? No, uh, it was the guest. No, it was. It would have been the dean of the whole college. Yeah. It's like Harvard is a business. Like every. Harvard is a business. Yeah. We are all here. Oh my god. I know. That's so fucked. That's so fucking American, man. Mm. Your education Huge. is a business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. but so the thing is, though, is that I have. What's crazy about it is that since I've graduated, I have yet to apply for a job. Really? They just get given to me. Oh my god. I mean, it's the best like, it's architecture Harvard. school in the world. Because you went to yeah. Harvard. And it's like, it's, and it is, they do teach you so much. Because I have another... Uh, do like, they teach you that much, do you reckon? Mm, it is really appalling. that much better? Working at the firm. So the, I did work for Martha Schwartz, who is, um, that's who brought me over to London. Yeah. And in the because she wasn't taking on any, like, bread and butter projects... Uh, like finances got really bad and yeah. we kept on bidding put on risk of redundancy but I was in London for a year and I fell in love with it so I was like basically sold out and went to a really corporate place mm-hmm. called Acom that had like a million different departments and it's got urban design and architecture and sports architecture and yeah. they do a lot of stuff they keep merging companies and it was the people that I got to work on the Rio Olympics for Yeah, but um, it was so big and it is it was kind of appalling how little a lot of the people knew that were coming in like all the graduates that were coming in like topography so like there's a reason why buildings don't flood because even though you can't really tell footpaths are like graded to like a certain slope so that water goes into like everything is graded and you direct water and that's like one of the most basic systems of urban design yeah and just 
kids coming in, not knowing how to do that by hand, not knowing how to grade anything, not knowing slopes, not knowing details, not knowing how to design a concept. Like, yeah. because every design that you have, like every major park, um, like when we did the Rio Olympics, um, the design of the whole park was there were all these like smaller parks within the Olympic Park yeah. and they were to celebrate like the seven biomes of Brazil. And What's so, a biome? It, um, it's kind of like a, like, um, they don't, not rainforest, but like cloud forest, which are similar to rainforest. Different or types like of, uh, landscapes. landscapes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the waterfront park, which was like my baby that celebrated the landscapes of Rio and the fact that, um, there's like, they have these major landforms that are mm-hmm. completely unusable because they're too steep. So like you can't even build favelas on them. You can't go hiking. Yeah. And, but they are the most gorgeous things ever. And they're just these large, majestic areas and so the whole park was and then every other bit of space around rio is intensely used everything Mm -hmm. and so the waterfront park was this juxtaposition between areas that were just there for beauty and not to be used and then areas that were used for either cleaning water or sports or like very cool yeah and so the whole thing was designed to like set up these landscapes and some of like that is like the way that design should happen because it, it, I mean, it needs to function, but it also has to have like a concept uh, to hold it together. Sure. And then some people are like, oh well, okay, we're doing a Canadian park, and there's a maple, there's a maple leaf on the flag, so let's do a park in the shape of a maple leaf. <laughs> it's not a concept. Like it's sure. just, it's shocking how. Right, how basic the things are because they. Yeah. You think they? Why do you think that they were? Why is that? Why is that bad? Because I don't actually intrinsically understand why that's bad. Because so the concept should also um, add to your experience. Sure. So in much like an art installation that you go into, mm-hmm. um, you also should have um, a sense of place. Like what really bothers me about Dubai is that you could take those buildings and yeah. put them anywhere in the world and it would not matter. Right. Because nothing about those buildings have a sense of place. It doesn't it's feel like, like Dubai. Yeah. It Genus like loci it... is like the Latin uh, term for it. Oh, for, uh, wait, don't tell me, like uh, the genes of like where you're at. The like genius the gen- of the place. Yeah. Genus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, you so know. Like terroir, like terroir in wine. What's you know that? when you know when wine comes from certain ground and it takes the it takes the essence of that area. So oh you yeah. Can go that's French wine. I can yeah. tell because of blah. Exactly. Okay. Like if you were to blindfold you and put you in, like take somebody from I don't know like New Jersey and yeah. put them on this street outside of our house. <laughs> yeah. They would know they're in an Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, because, because it of feels like, like Edinburgh. Even if they couldn't see the castle, like yeah. the stones and the architecture and like Barcelona, very much like you yeah, can tell yeah. and. There's a sense of place, and the when designers travel all around the world and design stuff, it should reflect the sense of place. Uh, and one of like the, and so so the Canada thing. Yeah. What would you do for a Canada one, or what would be a good reflect? Would you want it to feel like Canada? Or would you want it to feel like Brazil? What's... I mean, I would if I was designing in Canada, it would need to function in Canada. What were you saying so, about what? Sorry, what was the maple leaf thing? What was oh, that? just designing something in the shape of a maple leaf. That doesn't make you feel oh, like because you're they in Canada. want. Oh, it's just a okay. shape. All right, it's just a shape. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Yes. Um, whereas, like, what's also frustrating, like when so in at Harvard, like you have, I did six semesters, so mm-hmm. three years, and every semester you have a studio. Yeah. And this is where the butt mate thing comes in because you have we were our class was started out as twelve or thirteen, and then we went up to twenty, and um, so you sit, you have a little cubby, and it's uh, you have four people in a pod, but your pod has like a 
a U-shaped desk around it. Okay. And your backs are facing each other and you have a board. So you, and that's your space. It's a huge space. That's your you space like, to work in. Yeah. So you're designing semester. models, right. you're doing drawings, you have yeah. your computer, everything. You have a board that you can pit up on all your drawings. Uh-huh. And because you're back to back with somebody yes. to face it, that's called your butt mate. Oh, and they... Because you, your butts are touching. <laughs> <laughs> but why are you... And what's your relationship with that person? Uh, it's all, It starts off as random, but mine became... A, like, we are very, very good friends. Okay. And she actually... But you're not meant to work together necessarily. No. Right. No, no, no. But she... I mean, she went on... She's still doing great things. She um, had an installation at MoMA in New York. Whoa! Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. And her drawings... Oh, they're so beautiful. Um... Well, so what what are some things do you reckon that um, that people wouldn't know about Harvard? What surprised you when you went there? Because you'd obviously heard a bunch about it. Yeah. Before you went, um, what what ideas did you have about it going in? That you what what was your expectation? I just I, so the the things that I knew were just that the teachers are incredible, and yeah. you get guest architects from around the world coming. So in your final year, you have your option studios. And that's when you go to a site. A lot of them, you fly places. Like my fall, I did um, a whole project in the Carlingford Lock. And then my other project was in India. So we went to India for two weeks. And like uh, one of the biggest developers who is like quite famous. But yeah, it like. And uh, you just fucking hung out with that person. Yeah. And we designed something for a development that he was making and then presented our ideas to him. And like, so you work with. I didn't realize how much you were working with real life people. So when we went to Ireland, we were presenting our ideas to the council of, yeah, of wherever, of wherever. And, and that and so stuff like got crazy built. Crazy places. No, some of the ideas. So the one that I did in India was, um, it actually still one of the research bits I did is still being used. Oh. So to start off, because um, Mumbai is so built up, the ground whenever it rains. Mm-hmm. Um, the ground isn't porous anymore and so there's a lot of flooding yeah. as a result and nobody had ever done a map as to what like where the flood zone risk zones are oh, and so they so, were just like oh there's always water here yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so i just basically compiled a ton of data from different areas and then overlaid it on maps with some of the council estates yeah. um and look and favelas because nobody had ever like any of the slums nobody had ever crossed those because they're yeah, not yeah, official yeah. yeah and then going these are the developments that are super high risk for every time it floods what where'd you get that yeah. data from um i like 10 15 different sources like uh and then also aerial that like... and google maps yeah. like aerial maps zooming in and going actually there is development here and that's oh, how i did a lot of things yeah that's crazy and it was i oh would have thought that like some parts if it's a favela you would have literally had to go there and been like yeah i mean we did flood? visit the city does this, does this yeah. road flood hey boy <laughs> is, this, is there water here sometimes I, mean, I go to Harvard. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from Harvard. Harvard wants to know. Hey. <laughs> no, okay. So this is actually what. It, so I used Google Maps to figure out where the slums were, and uh-huh. then I there was some data for flooding, but also then I used the um, contour lines. Like I just took the um, 
not G, yeah, the GPS data, yeah. contour lines and going, well, if this is a hole based yeah. on the contour lines, then there's going to, yeah, and it doesn't flooding. drain. Yeah. But the other thing that I did is I overlaid it with the soil maps to figure out what, where the high content of clay is, because that'll drain less, um, because rapidly. clay isn't as porous as soil as like sand. Yeah. Sure. So you have three types of sand, you have clay, sand, or yeah, sand and loam. <laughs> and <laughs> that's sick, man. Yeah, and they're so, still using those maps. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter contacted me last year asking me for the original data because he was trying to use it in something. Sick. Yeah. So. And that was part of your education. Yeah. Do you reckon, and do other colleges do shit like that? Like they what? don't go to that intense. No like, way. And the hours are insane. Like it's unhealthy. I, really. That was the thing that surprised me the most. Yeah. Is how because um, you just pulled multiple 20 hour days just over and over and over the two weeks before your final review. Uh-huh. My last year I had. Uh, you know how like there's certain people in comedy who are like super trendy right now or not super trendy, but just like the, I, I basically, uh, had like the Kitson of landscape architecture, yeah. um, who was flown in to critique our final review wow. and I wish I had recorded it. I had somebody taking notes, but I was so tired that I, I wasn't even mentally there. I pulled two all-nighters in a row, so Whoa. I was like, hadn't slept for, I don't know, what 48, was 48 hours. hours, then I slept for four hours and pulled another all-nighter. Oh my god. It's just like, you just... For it, what, just doing book work and shit? No, for drawings. So, you oh. cut in 3D models and just creating content for your final review, and Jesus. then you get like 10 minutes to present a semester. 10 long. minutes? Yeah, worth of work. And? And then you have a bunch of people that sit around... <coughs> You are the best in the industry. Yeah. And they just tell you what's good and what's bad about your project. Your ideas. Yeah. How'd and some of them, oh, I, like I did really well yeah. on both of them. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I think the way that you present it is also really important. So like the master plan for the one in Ireland, I did in watercolor. Yeah. And not that it wasn't accurate, but it was just, it was in so the Carlingford Lock, which is... Um, some of the more mountains is where is that they. Is in Scotland? Sorry. No, 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 it's in Ireland, but okay. it's right on the border between Northern and right. Republic. So there was also like some political yeah. stuff going on, but the more I think it's the more mountains. Um, I think it's the Nam, but that is where it was inspired. The like Narnia oh, book really? series, yeah, it's gorgeous. And so that's what you did for your final. Yeah, so that's why I, I did the master plan in watercolor, and I had yeah. a bunch of technical drawings too. But it's like that is the essence of the place, and how you show a design should also. It should inspire people, right? Yeah, to exactly. make them want to make yeah. it. So yeah, and those went really well. The one from Mumbai, I. Uh, it was a long time ago, so I know people do it a lot differently now, but I combined uh, hand drawings and 3D animation and sound into movies to try it. Because one of the things about Mumbai that is so hard to describe unless you're there is like the intense noise of really? being there and the change. So I used sound clips across like video recording so that you and you're walking from like the street into the inner courtyards, like that change in sound that kind of wow. gave you a sense of place. Yeah. Um, so what you did two, you did those two. So, so those did... are my two option studios. Right. So in your final year, you get to you basically go to a lecture and they all these teachers like famous architects. Yeah. Um, come in and they are like, this is the, like the project that I'm doing in this option studio. Yeah. And you go through and then you apply and it's like they try to give you one in your top oh, three choices. Oh right. So they go, okay, like this professor's doing a thing in Mumbai, this one's doing a thing in fucking wherever, wherever. Yeah. And you do. Two. And then you're like, 
I want to do this, I want to do this. You, you do one one semester, one the other semester. Yeah. So, but it's like, like the most like famous architects yeah, in the yeah, world yeah. come That's around. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And then, and so you did good, you finished. Yeah, I did well. Um, the chair of my department recommended me to somebody. Like, I almost was in Rotterdam, actually. Cause yeah. I almost went to look for work for Wistay, who, uh, but yeah, then What's decided. That mean? Uh, that's just another. Is that exciting? Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> You're like, Have you been to Mini World in Rotterdam? <laughs> Have you? No. <laughs> you should go! It's the sickest place ever. Mini World. Mini World. It's a mini Rotterdam, it's like a mini model trains and shit. Oh. But the whole city, it's amazing. I can't yeah. believe I haven't told you about it. Oh. I've talked about it on my podcast before. If anyone's listening oh. who was listening then, they'll probably be like, can't, you've talked about Miniworld like four times on your podcast. Oh. Do you know the plaza it. with like the cranes that you can move and stuff? No. Okay, never mind. Oh, please, can I see? No. Okay. I can't do it. Um, um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, mm, I want to ask you a last question, but I don't know what the last question should be. Um... Would you go? You, you're happy that you went to Harvard, I guess. Yeah. 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 I am. It. it. Yeah. It would you change? Any, would you change anything? Uh, the only thing I would change is to sleep the night before my final review. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't matter. That last drawing doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you're basically trying to. It's like creating an Edinburgh show. Yeah. Like it's not worth it to pull up, pull an all nighter before your first yeah. performance. Yeah. 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 You know, just to get one extra joke, yeah, you're gonna yeah. do better if you just sleep. And, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, I think, yeah, the thing that surprised me the most is how many doors it's opened. Yeah. But it's not that I'm given anything because I worked fucking hard. Yeah, totally. But it was totally worth it in terms of that. And you keep in touch with many of the people there. Yeah. So. Um, people like psychos. I just imagine the people who go to Harvard <laughs> are like fucking psychos, man. That's why I don't. Yeah. There you is hear so much about Harvard and like you watch that Facebook movie and all this shit and it's like they get there and people are like, you are at Harvard. <laughs> dun dun dun. Like you know, you are the greatest person in the history of the world. And the design school was very separate. It was a beautiful building. Yeah. It was basically almost like. Uh, bleachers that every it was a five-story building but like each floor was a different level of a bleacher so it was completely open if you were okay. standing at the top you could look down wow yeah and so architecture urban design landscape architecture was all in the same uh-huh. um building and so it was just like you just walk to your desk and it's just creative inspiration it's incredible that's cool um and yeah it was amazing but we didn't interact as much with anybody else because we had our own cafeteria we had yeah uh like our own beers and hot dogs every friday together and like our own like quad and so it was not as interactive with all the other psychos but does it still feel like because like in comedy like you've been you've been doing comedy for what seven years seven and a half yeah yeah so and you haven't been in architecture really for five years um, 2015 okay so four years four years yeah do you still feel like because do you still get offered jobs? Yeah, I do. On you still feel like you could, do you feel like you could drop back into it if you wanted? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just because you went to hot because like if you were at a comedy for four years, yeah, you could not just call up fucking clubs and be like, hey man, can I come down and do a set? They'd be like, who? 
Yeah. Or like it would move. <laughs> no, on. I know. And and like I am so creative. Like I did. I designed hot water. And oh yeah, that's true. Is you still feel like you you will always have gone to Harvard? Yeah. 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 Even in probably ten years, if you're still you're still in contact with those people, do you yeah. still feel like you have a foot in that world? Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still in touch with a lot of my London-based stuff, and and people still ask me if I want to freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, I and you probably could freelance if you wanted for like a month and and pick up yeah. some shit. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, but and I, but I'm still in touch with two or three um, people. Jason Chinoda, who. Oh, Chinoda. No, you don't know. Uh, he was living in London for a while, and so I didn't know if you had ever met nah, him. Nah. But um, yeah. What? Who's he? His brother is the is Lincoln Park. Uh, Mike oh Shinoda. really? Yeah. Yeah, well. It's the most well, famous well. person I know. It's very That's exciting. sick. <laughs> Just wanted to drop that. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> just cut that that's a great no, like that's a great ending man <laughs> I went to Harvard I did all these things by the way I know this guy from Lincoln Park yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright we're done thanks all for right. doing this man no worries that was fun thanks cheers hey uh, I hope you enjoyed that that was me and Robert Perkins this last little thing I want to put on this is going to be a very long episode but I can't I, I wanted to put this up there uh, this is uh, me and Milo Edwards roasting each other at Roast Battle last Friday and um, I had so much fun doing this, man. I had so much fun writing the jokes, so much fun doing them. Milo crushed as well. He won the battle 2-1. And uh, just like, it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe, it, it, I was, it was very uh, humbling. I don't know. It was great. For, thank you for him for letting me say these things because I said some really awful things <laughs> about him. And um, he was such a good dude about it. And, and uh a lot of this stuff is stuff that I would never say. Yeah, I mean, like, even some of the... Uh, one of the words I used is, like, bad, but roast battle is very fun because you're kind of allowed to say that stuff. Um, yeah. He was going... He, he told me later, actually, that his mum was maybe going to be watching the show and uh, if, like, she was thinking about coming and if she had ended up coming, then... Uh, he would have said something to me and there's no way that we would have done this or maybe she just he would have said no maybe don't come but um at the end of it yeah she didn't come so <laughs> i said these things and he said some shit about me and it was fucking great one of the highlights of my fringe uh, also just for context at the start when there's a big laugh you can't hear or whatever's going on but i dropped the mic twice at the start of the battle and then a third time I fumbled it on purpose for the joke so that's why there's a little laughs at the start um, and then we get into the jokes anyway I hope you enjoy uh, me and Milo Edwards roasting each other last Friday at the roast battle in Edinburgh and then that's the end of the episode Wait, What if the dog from the Magic Roundabout had a crippling crystal meth addiction? 
was on a joke scene. Um, you know what, guys? I'm just fucking so low. I'm genuinely terrified to do this battle. Um, and I'm not just saying that because Milo's dad died two weeks ago. So if I can't win this, what am I fucking doing? Um, <laughs> Fighting, like battling a comedian whose dad has just died is like fist fighting a retard. They will come out swinging, but you know there's that one soft spot that if you hit it, they're going down. <laughs> Thank you, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> So, uh, here's a fun thing about Aiden. Aiden was conceived during a one-night stand his mum had backpacking in Colombia. And he has a joke that she's lucky he's not AIDS, which is true, it is lucky, because otherwise we would never have got to see what a fully grown, walking, talking case of gonorrhea looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nigel, no dad. Um... <laughs> Milo actually did a bit at the end of his show um, about, like, after his dad died, because his dad's dying wish was to finish his run in Edinburgh. Brutal. And, uh, and he did a bit at the end of his show about his dad, and, and it was very beautiful, and he had all of his uh, friends from Cambridge and Oxford there. I've never seen so many rich white kids cry since Snow Patrol cancelled from Glasgow. <laughs> Thank you, Russell Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden's dad is Colombia. I say it's too late now. Let's <laughs> talk about Aiden's dad. I've got more, I've got more, so it's alright. Aiden's dad is Colombian and his mum is Australian and he takes after both of them. From his dad, he gets his love of cocaine. And from his mum, his love of no questions asked, unprotected sex with men who barely speak English. <laughs> Aiden's father hoped that Aiden would be raised in a first world English speaking country, but unfortunately Aiden's mum took him back to Australia. She is hack shite hole. Miles' girlfriend is here, Maddie. Give it up for Maddie. Miles' girlfriend. Lovely, lovely Maddie. They're very close, although he doesn't let her call him daddy anymore. He prefers Master or Your Highness. It doesn't, it makes sense when uh, you're looking at Milo, who looks like the kind of rich dude whose fetish is offering women hush money after he's raped them. <laughs> at least I had the grace to offer them the money. <laughs> Thank you, Pino Andre. <laughs> that Aiden got the nickname Taco because his father is Colombian. But it's actually because he's extremely greasy and if you take him on the bus, people complain about the smell. <laughs> he's so grimy that once a girl, this is genuinely true, asked Aiden to put a carrot in his ass during sex and Aiden's body was just relieved to be consuming a vegetable. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> You, the weird looking cunt eyed thing from Ice Age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milo, I spoke to him about how his family's doing because we are actually friends. Isn't that wild? Uh, one of my best friends in comedy. And uh, Milo said his mum is uh, going to have to figure out 
Um, it's going to be heartbreak. She's going to have to figure out what her life is apart from his dad. And I think Milo's going to have the same problem with his comedy. Oh. 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 Well, you know, Aiden's had a him at birth, so... <laughs> um, thank you, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> um, Aiden's show is called 52 Days because of how long it feels when you watch it. Um, <laughs> it's strictly over 18s only, not because of the content, but because Aiden isn't allowed within 50 feet of a train. <laughs> Which is difficult because of the stores he has to buy his clothes from. <laughs> However, and I should point out as an advert for Aiden's show, it is completely free to get in, which makes it significantly more exclusive than his mum on any given night in the mid 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Milo Edwards answers the question what would happen if Stephen Hawking traded his intelligence for legs? <laughs> That's it, that's all up. Thank you, Jason Donnick. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Milo Edwards and Aiden Jones! <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I'm gonna go straight to the judges. I really respect that. I think I'm trying to work. How are you feeling? I, I love this. This was a great battle between an extra from Narcos and the whitest man I've ever seen. <laughs> You look like if I'm playing a video game and I get to design my own character. This is what it looks like before I change any of the settings. Uh, uh, it, was, it was really close, but Aiden's fourth joke died harder than Milo's dad. Uh, it was very peaceful, to be fair. It was, very, it was actually what you'd want if you're watching your dad die, which is more than uh, I can say about that. I have to give Aiden props for the bravery of going for that subject yeah. over and over and over again. And that's what Roast Battle is. It's about bravery to go to the places you weren't meant to go. Not being you... funny, being brave. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have to give one for Aiden. One for Aiden, you were How you feeling, babe? Oh, that was such a strong battle to start with. God, that was so funny. Fucking, like you roasted the jokes, like the words right out of Tanya. She was like, that was really good. I don't know what the fuck to say. It was really nice. Well done. I don't know. Like, I don't know which one of you this front row wanted to fuck harder. But, like, I uh, I, uh, I, think I think the only break in all the laughter was Aiden. Like, your fourth joke got a ooh instead of laughing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But my, my vote's going to go to Milo. Milo. Ooh, one of them. Woo! So I didn't vote. Callum. First of all, fucking up. It's in a time of the bridge where everyone's fucking miserable as fuck. And uh, you both got shows tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think we should all go and see their fucking shows. Incredible. Oh my god. Uh, both our shows are at two o'clock. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which show do you want to see, you dogs? Uh, I've got, I got another one at nine, actually. Go see his at two and mine at 9 pm. Oh, that would be the options, that's shit. That would be the shit. I fucking, I loved it. Uh, it was fucking amazing, that Well done to both of you. Um, I feel like I want to give it to Milo because his dad is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me honest, I'm just being honest. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to give him for that reason. I'm going to give it to the reason that his fucking rebuttals were incredible. He had like every Australian reference. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. It was brilliant. So for that reason, I am just going to give it to Milo. So. Right, that's it for Milo! Yeah. 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 Yeah.
That's a fucking fantastic battle, man. Milo, when did your dad die? Uh, the 5th of August. This year? Oh shit, that's the day! Oh shit, that ain't funny then. No, I want that one! Aiden, you're terrible. Oh my god. 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 Oh my god.